Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. We're back in our community, and this evening as I record the introduction to our next episode, you're going to hear some rumblings in the background. We're experiencing a wonderful spring shower. Actually, we're kind of under a tornado watch. (laughs) So if I have to take cover, I will let you know. (laughs) But as I was thinking about where we were going with the show in the future, I started thinking about reconnecting the head back to the body. And in doing so, our oral health kind of popped in my head. And I thought it would be really a cool idea to sit down with someone who understands the connection between our mouths and the rest of our body and start connecting that dot of oral care so that we could start seeing a whole picture. And so I went to College Park, Maryland, and sat down with Dr. Lucia Ditch, DDS. She's an alumnus of Howard Dentistry. For the last 18 years, she has had a passion to help people have better oral health. When she's not busy doing that... (laughs) She finds time to spend with her family of four children and her husband. They do things like ice hockey and biking and golfing and Zumba, boating, yoga, and she loves to feed her mind and read. We had a wonderful time sitting down in her office in College Park, Maryland, And talking about how our oral health really connects with our physical health. So, let's sit down. Let's have this conversation. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. Today, we are in Greenbelt, Maryland with Dr. Lucia Ditch, a dentist here in the local area. She has a special place in our heart because she's our family dentist. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Lucia. Thank you so much. And I am so excited that we finally had an opportunity to sit down. (laughs) Yes, indeed. This is wonderful. So um, we wanted to talk today about how we can look at the dot of dental health and add it into a picture of whole person care. You know, a lot of people just think of the dentist as something we do or begrudgingly do. But I really want you to help us learn and become educated on really about our oral health. And I know today we're just going to get an overview. Right. So if you can tell me what really, how, give us a little more than just the the two times a year cleaning with our oral health. What are you as a dentist really wanting us to start looking out for and learn? Well, early prevention 
and detection are really the key. We want to make sure that, um, you know, that there's no gum disease. We want to make sure that patients are brushing and flossing properly. Um, what we see quite a bit is we have our patients, they come in for their checkup and they'll tell me, and I appreciate their they're honest, they'll tell me, well, I just started flossing again about a month ago because I knew I was coming to see you. <laughs> I'm guilty, I'm guilty. So our ability to be able to get in there and make sure, and every time they come in to reinforce all those good habits that we want our patients to do at home. And really, like I said, prevention to be seen more often than every three to four, than every six months, oh, every okay. three to four months. And that's if patients have periodontal disease. Mm. Um, and that just means that, um, you know, there is um, infection uh, of the gums and okay. that causes gingivitis. And if gingivitis is not treated, it leads to periodontal disease. And that's just the damage to the gums and the tissue around the teeth. Um, so it's important that these patients come in on a, on a you know, on a more regular basis, mm-hmm. every three to four months. Um, patients that have uh, medical conditions such as diabetes. Oh, really? These patients are, you know, more prone to infection, so therefore they're more yes. prone to um, gingivitis and periodontal okay. disease. So we want to encourage uh, these patients to that population to come to go see your dentist more often, and just I, to make sure we stay on top of things and hopefully prevent any future problems. Yeah. Um, expecting mothers. Yes. Uh, so we yes. also want them to hormones as we're, when we're pregnant, hormones take over and, you know, it just creates a bit of a havoc there for a bit. Yes. So it's just a matter of staying on top of, the, of our uh, our teeth, making sure they're they're nice and, and, and clean. And, and um, patients with also heart disease mm-hmm. are important that they come in to see us. There right. has been, um, show, studies have shown that there is a correlation between periodontal disease and heart disease. Really? Um, so it is important that, you know, the, the patient, the treating dentist, and the cardiologist review mm-hmm. the patient's medical history. Some of these patients may need to be premedicated with an antibiotic. Okay. And so if that's the case, we need to know that. Uh, and it is believed, the theory is that when we go in and, and there's bacteria in the mouth, there's an mm-hmm. infection, and then mm-hmm. we do a prophylaxis or a cleaning of the teeth, bleeding will take place and that bacteria will get into the into the bloodstream yes. and that bacteria will build up in the heart. Yes. So we want to prevent that. Wow. So that is, you know, there's, you know, it's important that your patients come and see us. I know it's not the most fun place to come. <laughs> right. We try to make it as pleasant <laughs> and as fun as we possibly can, but it's yeah. really we're looking at the overall health. We're just wow. not the teeth, obviously, but we look at what happens if we don't take care of the teeth, what uh, other things will take You made place. some very poignant points and I want us to kind of take a step back and and go through these points. We've talked to a cardiologist in our local area and he's come to the um, community twice actually Mm -hmm. and so he's talked about heart disease and we talked about AFib, um, Mm -hmm. one of the electrical um, problems of the heart and now you're bringing that back. You know, sometimes we don't connect the dots Mm -hmm. of our health and that's what I want us to start doing. So there is a true connection between our oral health and the rest of our body. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we need to put the head back on the body. Right. You know, <laughs> and know that we are all one system. Even though we have different specialties. Mm-hmm. So if you have a heart problem, you need to be telling your dentist your medical history. Right. Sometimes we don't think mm-hmm. about all that's going on with us. 
very important. Unfortunately, I had a, a, pay, a case where a patient didn't think it was important mm. and there was a reaction with the mm. anesthetic. And after we went back to her medical history, we didn't see anything. And then the patient said, you know what? I didn't mention this because I didn't think it was important. See. So it's, you know, it's everything is connected. So yes. we want to make sure that we're, yes. we're treating our patients correctly. Absolutely. Another subject that comes out, and we see in our patients that come on a regular basis, is patients that had had joint replacements. Really? And, you know, our, you know, you have your joint replacement, and you are out of commission for, for a while, and then mm-hmm. finally this patient starts getting back to see us, um, and these patients are not aware that they need to be premedicated. I think we're seeing that, we're seeing less of that now. Okay. Because the patients are now being informed by, okay. by the, their physicians, by the surgeons. Um, but that's important. You know, we want to make sure they keep the mouth nice and clean so there's no possible chance of yes. infection to that. Yes, to the area. joint. Mm-hmm. That's right, that trimester. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, um, I need to go see my dentist. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Right. And we're like, yes, please go, please. And what we have found is that there is a correlation between when there is gingivitis or periodontal disease mm-hmm. and preterm birth. Right. Because like you're saying, all that bacteria can actually get into the system. Mm-hmm. And so what can happen is you have bacteria that gets into the amniotic fluid, right. which also then has the system saying, wait, whoa, this is isn't safe we need to evacuate this system right, right so we encourage our patients please go see your dentist mm-hmm. please go get your your yearly your bi-yearly right. you know cleanings or if you have a particular problem please go right. so if a if a patient came to you and they said you know I'm pregnant what would you how would you guide them through say a, a cleaning what would they need to do well the first thing we go over I mean over oral hygiene instructions, making okay. sure that they're doing the right things at home. Um, we also talk about the possible, you know, you may, they may notice some more bleeding mm-hmm. during their pregnancy, and mm-hmm. we recommend that they come, you know, if they come every every six months to come in every four, just during the, the, the period of pregnancy. Okay. Um, we also, uh, if there's any, any restorations, any decay that need to be restored, um, I like to talk to the, uh, <laughs> their OB. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and uh, get more information. Okay. Um, because if there's, again, patient might not remember everything that was said, and so I want to make sure that we get the whole picture. So you do a physician-to-physician yes, com- communication. I do. That I'd is like awesome. I like to do that. Just I want to make sure that we cover everything and we're, we're treating so our patients properly. So you're part of the team. Properly. Exactly. Wonderful. Um, another thing that um, I, we do, and again, is after talking to the physician, if the patient has decay, or, you know, we need to restore this teeth because we like to wait until the second trimester, okay, if possible. Um, a lot of the, the doctors that I've spoken to, they said it's okay to give anesthesia. Yes. Um, with epinephrine, mm-hmm. um, lidocaine, I typically give without epinephrine. Okay. Just, just to, just an extra step that I do on my own, just to feel more comfortable. Okay. So I try to give the patient the least amount of medicine that I possibly can. Wonderful. But the idea is that we want to make sure that we treat the infection, mm-hmm. because we don't want the baby, obviously, and the patient to be under stress. Yes. 
Yes. Um, so um, those are one of the things that I like to do. And then we keep a close contact with the patients. Um, there's times that we need to take an x-ray, and that's another big issue that's come up. So we, we double apron the patients okay. to mm -hmm. make sure that we provide um, more protection, even though nowadays with digital x-rays, yeah. the amount of exposure is it's so minimum. It's really yeah. very, very small. But we take that extra step just to make sure. Okay. Great. Yeah, we, we like I said, we get that, you know, question a lot, you know, mm -hmm. oh, wait, I have to have an x-ray. Mm -hmm. And so I would take the practice, too, of calling the dentist mm -hmm. and saying, you know, I just want to make sure, mm -hmm. you know, that she's in her second trimester, mm -hmm. we're okay. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that she needs to have done extensively, please take care of it because we know that her oral health is going to tie into this pregnancy. And yeah. so it's good to hear that you take a team approach, mm -hmm. you know, that you're saying, I know I'm not just a solo practitioner, that we're part of a bigger picture. And so to m close that loop and actually have physician-to-physician -physician communication right. is very good. So I have two patients. Oh. <laughs> you know, mom and the baby. Yes. So we want to yes. make sure. Yes. <laughs> and the little one can't say the one can't say anything at all. Uh, so anyway, exactly. so just the yeah, ability to be able to have that yes. open channel and be able to know and understand what's going on. Um, you know, for the patient to be educated too, because again, patients sometimes don't know. That's and so true. it's important that they know and understand what it is to have a good oral hygiene and what implications can take place if they're not taking good care of their teeth, yes. whether they're pregnant or not. Yes. Now, I, I'm hearing a lot about how medicine is changing and it's going to be more personalized in the form of genes and genomics, mm -hmm. how patients are going to be able to go and get a swab and see if they're, you know, have a risk factor for heart disease or certain types of disease or diabetes if, it not, if it's not even in their family history. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, is there, is there any up-and-coming research or talk on the horizon of in the field of dentistry how genomics may play a role in how you take care of our oral health? Yes, and it's really it's a fascinating area. Um, there has been some research, and I was reading about it at NIH and FDA has teamed up, and they've done some research with uh, cleft lip and cleft mm. palate. Um, and they were able to um, r restore this mutation in uh, embryos of, of mice uh, really? that they engineer to have the cleft lip and the cleft palate. So it's fascinating, and I'm sure that the the future would be, uh, you know, you know, early detection of you know periodontal wow. disease or any facial abnormalities. Yes, um, caries even. You know, yes. I mean it's fascinating. I think it it will come. Hmm. But I think it's <laughs> it's still it's still it's still yeah. in the talking stages. It is. It, yeah, it, the, it's certainly a fascinating area. And I can't wait to to see what what they are able to come yes. up with. And, yes. Well, cleft lip and palate. You know that that is a very interesting medical situation. I remember 
the first time I delivered a baby with a cleft lip and palate. Unfortunately, it was a mom who had had no prenatal care. It was during my residency Mm -hmm. out in California. And we had a population of women that did not go to the doctor. So I was probably a second year resident, and my chief that was on was very aware of mom bonding immediately, mother-child bonding. So when we would deliver, she would place the baby immediately on mom's chest Mm -hmm. or stomach or abdomen, have Mm skin-to-skin contact. And I deliver this baby. The baby takes its first breath and cries, and I look down and notice there's a cleft lip and palate. My chief is like, put the baby on the mom, put baby on mom. <laughs> and I just have this deer in headlights look right. like, no, no. And so I kind of give her some eyes and she looks over and she goes, okay, mom, we're just going to make sure that the pediatrician can check the baby out and all that. And I remember that to this day wow. that made such an impression yeah. on me. Later on, uh, or actually before that, I remember in medical school on plastic surgery rotations, how they were actually repairing cleft lip and palates. Mm -hmm. And now I'm sitting here with you, and I want, now it's coming full circle to me. So how do you play into a um, reconstruction of a person that may have a cleft lip, cleft palate, and their oral care? Well, this... Patients with cleft lip and cleft palate usually are seen by an oral surgeon. Okay. The oral surgeon will come in, and someone who has been trained in that area, and they will come in and assess the, the patient mm. and then decide what, you know, okay. what they need to do. And it's really amazing what wow. they're able to do nowadays. And, um, and you know, one of the other things we have to look for is when the teeth come in, sometimes because of this defect, you know, the teeth come in malaligned, so mm. the need for ortho or perhaps okay. replacement of missing teeth in the future are a possibility. Okay. But it, it truly is a, an amazing um, wow. procedure, how, yes. how it's done. And, yes. and, and the, you know, obviously, the more it's done, the better mm-hmm. it gets. So. Yes, yes. And it just, you know, we kind of stop in our area, in our arena. Right. You know, it's like, just, okay, well... This is move on to the next Yes, we take next, care of... Next team. <laughs> right, the baby and the mom. Once it crosses the threshold, pediatricians. Right. You know? and, then, and then the oral surgeons Exactly. Will come into place wow. Oh, my it's just goodness. Fascinating. This is fascinating. I wonder, how did you get interested in um, helping with oral care? What's your background story? Well, I was... 16, 17 years old, working in a dental office <coughs> as Excuse a me. dental assistant for an amazing Vietnamese dentist, and I professioned through her. Really? I did. I just remember saying to myself, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's wow. exactly what I did. <coughs> Sorry. Years later after, you know, well, more than 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not counting. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a a wonderful profession that has allowed me to to do what I'd like to do, what I love to do, and it's to help our patients. Another thing that I wanted to mention to you, we're not just checking, you know, the teeth and the gums, you know, we go through medical history, but we also do an oral cancer screening of our patients. (coughs) And I'm seeing more, actually I was, um, an article came in 
um, about it through the American Dental Association. Yes, please that tell us about that, that. You know the importance of doing oral cancer screening when our patients come in, and I, you know I do it every for every patient that comes in for their examination. Um, because we do find things that luckily I have not found a lot of things throughout the years, but I have found things. And it's important that these patients... I just didn't even think of that, but have you seen a change or a decline in oral cancer with the push with, you know, smoking cessation and how CVS has now moved moving towards a health clinic or an urgent care stop and they've actually taken out tobacco out mm-hmm. of their stores. How has that affected your practice in terms of oral cancer screening? You know, I have noticed a change. Mm. Patients, I think patients have become more educated. Patients are more aware of the health hazard that it, that it you know that it caught you know smoking mm-hmm. t- chewing tobacco and smokeless tobacco all those things can cause um i have uh, a patient who actually um enjoyed uh, the smokeless tobacco and he did it for many years and we started to see some changes he was mm-hmm. a father he is a father and i talked to him about it and i told mm-hmm. him you know this is what can happen you have you know small children yeah. you know let's wait the two and, and decide right. what you want to do and he stopped. Really? I was very pleased to see that he stopped. But these are things that unless we do a, a, an oral cancer screening and a, and a, and a complete uh, review of the medical history, we'll miss these things. Because wow. patients sometimes won't think of them as being So important. what does that entail when you say uh, oral cancer screening? Are there specific, what specific um, elements are you looking on exam and what are you looking and listening for in their history? We are looking for um, during the exam we're looking for any types of bumps any tenderness to touch we look around we feel the um, palpate the neck of um, Mm. right and left side of the neck we palpate around the the joints the the mandible Um, we look inside of the mouth back of the throat floor of the mouth so we look at all the wow. soft tissue, making sure there's nothing that looks out of normal. We palpate also. We touch every area. Mm. Uh, and uh, and the medical history, we look for, you know, if the patient, you know, smokes, uh, if there's a history of cancer in the family. Mm. And that's something that a lot of dentists won't ask if there's cancer, but I do ask, is there a history? Okay. Because I want to know. I want to know a little bit more, and hopefully that will help me be able right. to be... Um, a better clinician and Mm -hmm. understand the patient's history better. Yes. Wow, so I'm so glad we've had this conversation today and I know that our community is going to start having some aha moments because of this discussion. They're going to see that it's mom, no cavities. They're going to see that there's an oral health that's connected to my body. I need to be more open with all, but if everybody has all the dots, we can connect these dots and we can see whole person care. And me as a patient, as a person consumer of the healthcare system and understanding my own health, I can become an intricate part of this team Mm -hmm. and I can help give more information and I can know how to help everybody get a plan for me as as a patient. Right. It's important. You know, another thing that we, we, you know, important, teeth are important for many reasons in in making sure oral hygiene, Mm -hmm. oral cancer, all those things are done. But, 
you know, teeth are they allow us to chew food properly. Mm. They help us with digestion, mm-hmm. which is important. Yes. Uh, if we have missing teeth, it's going to affect the way we talk. Our speech Our is going to be affected as a result. And also, you know, confidence. If patients have missing teeth, if patients have, you know, they know their teeth are dark or, you know, uh-huh. they have stains, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be confident. They're not going to smile as much. Yes. So yes. That's the, all those things also come into place. Yes. Um, yes. So it's just many things. So the, every six months coming in and keeping up with your oral hygiene, it's not just coming in for cleaning and no cavities, which is so much that we look in that 45 minute mm-hmm. an hour appointment mm-hmm. that patients are sometimes not aware or or they don't think about this yes. because they just want to come in and can't wait to get out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but while exactly. they're here, these are the things that we look for and that we're making sure that uh, the patient is doing a good job and making sure that none of these things come up and are, are, aren't there. And if they are, so we can treat them, hopefully, and get and treat them early on versus wait until it gets worse. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm looking at our time, and it has just run away from me. Oh, my goodness. But this has been an awesome conversation, and I want us to continue these conversations. Um, Having children of our own, Mm -hmm. I'm learning children Mm -hmm. or pediatric dentistry Mm -hmm. is very important as well. And um, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with the kids pediatric dentist right. and we're going to talk have a talk for our kids corner awesome um, but this is this is really a good conversation and so as we close this particular conversation with Dr. Ditch do you have a particular tip of the day that you could give our community I want to say flossing <laughs> flossing is the most I want to say the most challenging part for our patients to do, and it's the one that it's the it can do so much for okay. you in addition to to the brushing part. But wow. the flossing can certainly help minimize decay in between the teeth, help minimize mm-hmm. gingivitis because we remove the food infection that takes place in between the teeth. So I think just and I hear and I say it every day. Yes. It's something that I keep saying it every day. <laughs> in a broken my, record. Yes, I think that will be one of the main things to fall in. And definitely, obviously, come see your dentist mm-hmm. every six months and be um, good about making sure that you give all your medical history mm-hmm. that is complete, um, so that we can properly treat our patients. Thank you so much, Dr. Ditch, for sitting down with our community. We have thoroughly enjoyed our time here. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, till next time, remember to connect your health dots and stay true to yourself and make sure that you know how to become an intricate part of your healthcare team so that you can experience whole person care. Till next time, see you later.